John chapter 18, beginning with verse 33. John chapter 18, beginning with verse 33. The word of the Lord says this. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. Praise God. And I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning on the subject, the truth about truth. The truth about truth. Amen. Could we just lift up our voices unto God and ask his blessing upon the preaching of his word. God, we handle your word. Your word, O oh God, is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I pray today that you would help us and strengthen us. I pray today that you would enlighten us and reveal to us your great name and nature and help us walk in your ways. For God, it is your word, not ours. God, it is your truth, and your truth is everlasting. We give you praise for it and ask for your blessing upon the preaching of the word today. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we ask these things. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I do want to say how happy we are to see some of our Urshan students back here. God bless Brother Breck and Birma, Brother Jackson Sizemore. God bless them. They're back home from a long year of school at Urshan College. Let's give them a great big hand. All of our students that may be home from college, God bless you. We're so thankful that you are here today. I do want to also tell you that this week there will be no midweek service on Wednesday night. The services will be Thursday night and Friday night, and it will be the Ohio District Conference taking place here at uh, Tree of Life Church at 7.30 p.m. Thursday night and Friday night. We're going to have a great time in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. But we're so thankful that you are here today, and we're talking about the truth. Everybody say the truth. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the truth about truth, because this word has taken on a, a different connotation in recent years, unfortunately, as far as the way people use it. But it is an unchangeable reality, truth is. Uh, many people today say that truth is subjective, uh, meaning that it can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, but truth is not subjective. Uh, truth is firmly established and there is no changing of truth. And this is a fundamental uh, reality that all of us must accept. That the truth is the truth 
and there is nothing but the truth. Somebody uh, said that facts are stubborn things, and they are. Now, feelings have gained a great deal of prominence in our society, and not just in our society, but throughout the history of the world. Feelings have had a level of prominence in the way people uh, perceive life. But feelings are, though they be something real in terms of how they affect you, but they do not change the facts, and they do not change the truth. One of the most damaging concepts that has ever entered into the uh, vocabulary of humankind is the, the idea that you can have a truth, and I can have a truth, and others can have a truth, and that all of that is subjective depending on the person who is perceiving it. That is not the case. Truth stands outside of who we are. And, and our feeling about it has no bearing upon the truth. The truth is fixed, and it, it doesn't matter what you might consider to be your truth. Uh, there is no your truth. There's only the truth. And so we, we humble ourselves in the face of the truth. This is so very, very important. Uh, you may, you may uh, have a truth in your own thinking that fire is not hot, but fire is hot. And, uh, and, and you're going to get yourself in trouble if you maintain that belief to the point of acting upon that belief. Fire is hot. And no, regardless of what you may feel about it, there are certain things that are unchangeable. Our passage of Scripture today takes us to the judgment hall of Pilate. Pilate, the governor, who had the responsibility of judging whether or not Jesus would be crucified. The Jews brought him, Jesus, before Pilate and wanted him to exact a sentence upon Jesus. And they didn't want to necessarily be the ones to do it because they, they didn't really want to, to execute what they were calling for. But they wanted someone else to execute. And so they were, they were asking Pilate to bring judgment upon Jesus. Pilate's whole, uh, whole reservation about this is interesting. He was acknowledging the fact that he was not of the Jewish persuasion. That he was not as offended by what Jesus had said as were the Jews. And so he let them know as we read. He let them know I, I, it's, 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 your, it's your law. It's your custom that he is guilty of. It's not guilty of the case of my situation. So Pilate is interviewing Jesus. And I want to say at the outset that Pilate reminds me... A lot of our world today, there are many people in our world that really do remind me of the way Pilate is acting in his interactions with Jesus. First of all, uh, Pilate uh, says that he is unable to find any fault in Jesus. He said, I find in him no fault at all. And I will tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, this world cannot find any fault in Jesus. They just can't do it. So much so that, that, that most religions acknowledge his position as a prophet and as a great teacher because they simply cannot find any fault in him. You can examine his life in the Word of God and you can examine his life in history, but 
nowhere can you lay hold to any fault of Jesus Christ. He is a pure man. He is a perfect man. He is a sinless man. This is what qualified him to take our sins upon himself to the cross. And so the world is unable to find any fault in him. Even those who choose not to follow him often choose not to follow him for two reasons. One, because they don't want to take up that cross that he bore. And two, because sometimes they have a problem with his followers. And so we always are in a position of self-examination and introspection to make sure that we are not guilty of misrepresenting our Lord Jesus Christ. We want to be the same kind of light in the world that he was in his world. And so the scripture teaches us that Pilate found no fault in him. In fact, because he found no fault in him, he washed his hands, he said, of the blood of this man. He washed his hands and said, I am not guilty of his blood. I am innocent of the blood of this man. And he walked away convinced that he could just offload Jesus upon someone else's custom and law and, and, and play a part without being guilty. But friend, I want you to understand, you're going to have to make a judgment about Jesus Christ. You have to either believe him or reject him. There is no other way. By him, all things in this world consist. And for him, all things in this world were made. Nothing is without the influence of Jesus Christ. And you're going to have to either believe him and follow him or reject him and choose a different path that leads to destruction. And that is the absolute truth. And Pilate, though, is like the world where he could find no fault in him. There was no real fault there, so, so he tried to wash his blood, but he did so in vain. And if you try to walk away and try to establish a position of neutrality, that's the same as rejecting him. And it is a thing to do in vain. He also was willing to follow the popular cultural uh, uh, understanding of Jesus. He was willing to just go with the flow, whatever other people decided about him. Pilate was willing to go with that flow. Our world, unfortunately, is willing to go with the flow of how others interpret Jesus. Jesus said to his disciples one day, Whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? And after they gave him all of the explanations and different interpretations of who people say that he is, then Jesus made the question more pointed and said, But who do you say that I am? And I want you to know that this is not a debate that you can weigh out of and, and, and put onto somebody else's shoulders. Others may say that he is this or that he is that, but at some point, Pilate, you're going to have to make a judgment for yourself. Who do you say that he is? It's not, even, it's not even good enough to stand in this place and say that uh, Brother Urshan says that he is this or that. You're going to have to come to a point where you decide he is the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so 
so they can find no fault in him and he tries to follow what the popular trends of belief are about him and he tries in vain to wash his hands of him and then he asks this question that our world asks and sometimes they don't ask because they don't want to hear the answer but this is the question Pilate asked he said what is truth it's the question of every generation it's the question of every society what is truth and he asked this question in response to the statement that Jesus made that he said for this cause and to this end I am come into the world to bear witness unto the truth and he said and those that are of the truth will hear my voice and I'm preaching today to people who may have that question what is truth if you don't have that question your mind needs to be more inquisitive you need to challenge the status quo of the world in which you live and stop accepting at face value what this world tells you to believe stop being a mind numbed brainwashed robot following the broad way that leads to absolute and utter destruction. But let your mind begin to contemplate what is truth because I want you to know that truth is fixed. It is everlasting. It endures to all generations. And regardless of what king or what tyrant or what emperor or what cult or culture tries to say about reality and truth. Truth is forever established and nothing can change it. And it'll be here when you die. Now you can believe whatever you want to believe, but you cannot change truth. Truth is fixed. Truth is established. You can believe all you want that the sun is at 93 million miles away, but the sun is 3 million miles, 93 million miles away, regardless of what you feel about it. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about the truth about truth, because the Bible gives us understanding about the truth and helps us to know that this is not a debatable thing. This is not something that we in our minds get to parcel and, and, and divide up, but the truth is fixed. First of all, I want you to know that Jesus is the truth. Let me settle that now and forevermore in Jesus' name. Jesus is the truth. John chapter 14 and verse number 6, the Bible says, Jesus saith unto him, meaning Thomas, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Hallelujah. I want you to know that Jesus is the only way to the Father praise God if you want to be reconciled to God you can only be reconciled through the Lord Jesus Christ all roads do not lead to heaven somebody of an ecumenical polytheistic 
mindset tried to liken it to the roads that lead to Cincinnati, Ohio. And they said, well, I-74 leads to Cincinnati, Ohio. And I-75 leads to Cincinnati, Ohio. And I-71 leads to Cincinnati, Ohio. And the reality is that all roads lead to heaven just like those roads lead to Cincinnati, Ohio. Here's the problem with that. We're not trying to get to Cincinnati. We're trying to get to heaven. And all roads don't lead to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life, and there's only one way. Hallelujah. I want you to hear me well tonight. There's one, 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 one way to God, baptized in Jesus' name. You know, we've got three people to be baptized today in the name of Jesus Christ. We baptize people Wednesday. We baptize people Monday. We baptize people Sunday. Come on, somebody. I would to God somebody else to be baptized in Jesus' name. We're in the middle of a red-hot Holy Ghost revival because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. The way, he, listen to me. When I say Jesus is the truth, I want you to understand what I mean. This is what Jesus is. He is God manifest in the flesh. When you look at Jesus, you're looking at a perfect man. You're looking at everything you and I are not and everything you and I are supposed to be. And so God became a man so that he could lead us into an understanding of who we are supposed to be. When he teaches us how to live, he's teaching us how he made us to live. When he teaches us how to treat people and how to treat strangers and how to treat those who are uh, maybe the, he called them the least of these those who are without those who are who are destitute he's teaching us how he made us to be he is the truth and I want you to know that it's his blood that washes away your sins your good works do not wash away your sins your good intentions do not wash away your sins it is repentance from sin and baptism in Jesus name that washes away your sins and when you are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost that's his spirit living on the inside of you Jesus is the truth I want you to know that Jesus being the truth takes us to John chapter 17 and verse 17 and, and we understand this about the truth this is the truth about truth I want you to know that the word of God is truth John 17 17 sanctify them through thy truth that's a powerful statement sanctify them that means make them clean Make them holy. Make them pure. I need God to make me clean. Make me holy and make me pure. I can't achieve it on my own. On my own, I am unclean, unholy, and impure. But in Jesus Christ, I can be clean, holy, and pure, ready to meet the Lord in heaven. Sanctify them. How? Through thy truth. He said, thy word is truth. And I want you to know that the word of God is truth. If God said it, that settles it. Somebody said, if God said it, and I believe it, that settles it. And, and yeah, it'll settle it for your salvation if God said it, and you believe it and obey what he said. But, but I'm going to tell you, whether you believe it or not, it's settled. The Word of God is forever settled in heaven. 
The Word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It is the Word of God that if we'll hide it in our hearts, we will not sin against Him. The grass will wither and the flower will fade, but the Word of our God shall stand forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my Word shall not pass away. I'm going to tell you that you can stand on the Word of God when the world is on fire. You can stand on the—I'm going to tell you, if a nuclear war breaks out, it might blow everything up except the Word of God. You can plant your feet upon the solid rock of His Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. If you're in violation of His Word, it's time to repent. This is why you need to have a healthy relationship with the Word. You need to be reading it every day, studying it, memorizing it, having devotion with an open Bible in your lap and an open heart and an open mind. And let the Word of God not only comfort you, but correct you. I want truth. I want truth. I don't want opinion. I'm tired of man's opinions. Man's opinions. Politicians conjecture. All the speculation of society has this world about ready to implode. I want the truth of God's word. I want the truth of God's word. His word is truth. Go look in those Psalms and Proverbs. Look in the major prophets and the minor prophets. Look at the books of history, the books of poetry. Look at the first five books of the Bible. Look at the Gospels according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Look at the Acts of the Apostles. Look at the Acts of the Epistles. Hallelujah. Look at the book of Revelation. Get in the Word. Because the Word of God is truth. This is why we want Bible for everything we do. We want Bible for it. Hallelujah. When I start to, 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 to feel led of the Lord to do something, I don't just go by what I feel led to do. I go to the Word of God. And if it's in the book, that settles it. And if I can't find it in the book, then there's no reason even trying. The book, the Holy Book, the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, that's what gives you power over the temptation of the enemy. When Jesus faced the devil in the wilderness, he said, it is written. You've got to know, oh, I'm going to tell you right now, half your problem is you're not familiar enough with what is written. You better familiarize yourself again with what is written because it's the Word of God that is truth. Your heart is deceitful above all things. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. And the devil can quote scriptures. And you better know them so well that he can't deceive you using them. Oh, my God, have mercy. Jesus is the truth. The Word of God is truth. The Word of God is Jesus in script form. Hallelujah. Before the truth was a page, the truth was a person. And his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Word of God is Jesus in script form. It is all pointing to Jesus. 
Hallelujah. John chapter 14, we're staying in the book of John. He had a lot of good things to say. He recorded a lot of good things that Jesus said. Amen. John chapter 14, verse 16, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. For he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Let me tell you this about truth. Here's the truth about truth. The truth is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is truth. Hallelujah. And when the Spirit begins to move, I want you to know there's a spiritual element to this truth. This is why we encourage the, 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 the activity of God's Spirit in our services. The Bible says He inhabits the praises of Israel. And when we send praise unto Him, the Lord is in those praises. He inhabits those praises. He's as close to you as the mention of his name. The word of faith is nigh you, even in your mouth. And when that spirit of God begins to move among us, it has a way of influencing us into the direction of truth. We could be standing here in this service. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And as the preaching of God's word is going forth, and as the praises of God's people are going up, the Spirit of God is moving around this place, and he will convict people of their sins, even as the preaching of God's word goes forth. Some people will get up and run out because they can tell if they stay any longer, something in their life is about to change. Don't resist that. That's the spirit of truth trying to get a hold of you and lead you in the path of righteousness. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, right in the middle of the house of God, right in the middle of the preaching of the Word of God, somebody can be convicted to be baptized in Jesus' name. I've seen people come to church, and they had their whole day mapped out. They were going to get a little Dunkin' on the way in, little Dunkin' Donuts and coffee, come on into the house of God, sing a little song, hear a little sermon, grab some red lobster on the way home, and, and mow the grass, or whatever they were going to do that afternoon. But while they sat in the house of God, they said those cheddar cheese biscuits are going to have to wait at the Red Lobster because something is moving in this place. I'm feeling convicted like I need to repent of my sins. I'm feeling convicted. Oh, it's happening right now. There's somebody in this place. You feel it moving on you right now to make a change. Go with it. Flow with it. I said go with it and flow with it will literally lay aside weights and sins that does so easily beset them when the spirit of truth begins to move. Woo! Glory. Because the spirit will start moving on their heart and say, you're out of order. You're out of line. You're being a hindrance to your family. Your attitude's not right. You're in perversion. There's something in your spirit that's not well, not good. Give it to me and I'll heal you. It's the spirit of truth. It's the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to go to the first letter that Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica. Second letter, rather. Second Thessalonians. And I want to read to you from the second chapter. And we're going to read at the seventh verse of second chapter, second Thessalonians. 
The scripture says this in that wonderful book. He says the mystery of iniquity doth already work. I want you to know that the mystery of iniquity is at work. That word mystery there of iniquity, it's talking about the confusion of iniquity. It's talking about the stuff that doesn't make any sense. And that's what's happening in our world. We can look dumbfoundedly at a sinful mindset and say, how in the world does a person even think like that? How, how do they even come to that conclusion? It's the mystery of iniquity. And it will never make sense to the sanctified mind. It's the mystery of iniquity, and it doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, and then shall that wicked be revealed. This is talking about the Antichrist, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him who's coming in after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, in them that perish. I want you to know that the unrighteousness our world is dealing with right now, it is the deceivableness of unrighteousness. And it works in them that perish. Why? Because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. I want to tell you the truth about truth. You have to love the truth. I said you have to love the truth. Oh, I would to God that we love the truth. Sometimes we don't love the truth because we think that the truth exposes us. Let the truth expose you. Let the truth bring it all out into the open. Let the truth just manifest unto you what needs to change. I'd rather have an uncomfortable moment with the truth, hallelujah, than spend eternity in utter damnation and outer darkness. I want to love the truth. God, let the truth be so exalted in our, in our world. Let the truth be so exalted in our nation that people will come to the truth. Let us love the truth. Don't love dishonesty. Love the truth. Don't love deception. Love the truth. The carnal mind wants to be lied to so that the carnal mind can continue to indulge itself in the lusts of its own flesh and the pride of its own life and the lusts of its own eyes. But the truth steps in. And when the truth steps in, welcome it even if it confronts you, even if it conflicts with the direction you are going. Let the truth stand and you humble yourself. Hallelujah. I want you to know that we are to let God be true. That's one of the challenges of the pulpits in America today. So many pulpits in America have shut God up and shut God down and shut God out of what they proclaim. They don't want God to be true, so they exalt the opinion and speculation of man. But we must let God be true and every man a liar. I want you to know that if I say things God didn't say and I say it was God who said them, I'm a liar. He's true and I'm a liar and you're a liar and everybody else is a liar. The only thing that makes me true is if I'm speaking his word. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. But the antithesis of that is true also. Do not follow me if I'm not following Christ. 
Don't you follow me if I'm not following Christ. Hallelujah. Don't you amen false doctrine. Don't you shout hallelujah to false. I don't care who's preaching it, me or anybody else. Don't you shout hallelujah to false doctrine. Let God be true. Let God be true. Let God be true. His word is truth. His person is truth. His name is truth. We don't fall in love with personality. We fall in love with truth. If our favorite politician starts lying, we don't applaud that politician. We stand for truth. Hallelujah. If our favorite preacher starts preaching false doctrine, we don't amen that preacher. We stand for truth. Hallelujah. A love of the truth. I'm going to tell you, a love of the truth will save your family. A love of the truth will save your family. When winds of false doctrine begin to blow and people you never dreamed you'd see leave the truth, start leaving the truth. If you love the truth, you will stand while the wind is blowing. I said you will stand while the winds of false doctrine are moving your generation or to and fro. And people who used to believe the truth and people who used to stand strong for the truth, but now they've turned their back on it. If you love the truth, nothing will shake you off the foundation of God's word. When you love the truth, you can hold up when your brother leaves it. When you love the truth, you can stand strong when your sister leaves it. When you love the truth, you can stand strong when those you admired and respected turn their back on it. Stand for truth, the truth, the truth, the truth. The truth. I've come to tell somebody the truth about truth. Money doesn't change it. Popular opinion doesn't change it. It's the truth. It's forever settled in the heavens. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. That's the truth. He is holy. That's the truth. We are to be holy as he is holy. That's the truth. Hey, Tree of Life Church, I don't care if we've grown to 5,000 people. If we don't have the truth, it doesn't matter. If this whole city comes to this property and says, I want to be a member of that church, if we don't have the truth, it doesn't matter. If we're giving them junk that doesn't feed their soul, garbage that doesn't save them from the uttermost, it doesn't matter. All the money in the world, all the position or prestige, none of that matters. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. We got to love it. Jesus is the truth. His word is the truth. Hallelujah. His spirit will reveal truth through his word. Hallelujah. Let me tell you this. I got to keep on moving here. I'm going to go quickly. Psalm 51 and 6 says, God, you desire truth in the inward parts. It's not enough to stand here today and shout, amen, I believe the truth. God desires it on the inside of us. 
God desires it on the inside of us. I've heard people say, I won't go to church because there are hypocrites in the church. And to that we have often said, well, will you go anywhere else in society? Because there are hypocrites everywhere else in society. But with that being said, let me say this, stop being a hypocrite. Stop being a hypocrite. Stop acting like one thing and being another. Stop living in deception. Stop saying, I believe this, when you're really living that. And you're misrepresenting the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're creating a stumbling block for those who want to come into this place and seek salvation. But they can't get over you blessing God on Sunday and cursing God on Monday. They can't get over you blessing God on Sunday and cursing your neighbor on Tuesday. It doesn't matter if you talk in tongues but curse in English. It doesn't matter if you talk in tongues but gossip in English. It doesn't matter if you talk in tongues but slander your neighbor in English. Stop being a hypocrite. God desires truth in the inward part. We are to be living epistles. Living epistles. You ought to be able to open my life and read this book and say, yep, he is who he says he is. I don't want them, I don't want them to not come to church because of hypocrites. I don't think that's a good excuse. But I, I want to I disarm that excuse. Not by making them feel bad, but by looking at us and saying, hey, we've got the Holy Ghost. We've got the blood of Jesus. How about we start living right? What if we start living in the truth? What if we start walking in the truth? What if we start obeying the truth of this holy Bible? Hallelujah. Jesus is the truth. His word is the truth. Hallelujah. The Spirit reveals the truth through His word. We need a love for the truth. Hallelujah. God desires truth in the inward parts. And if it gets down on the inside, it'll show up on the outside. Hallelujah. And I want you to know what the Bible says. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm just going to keep on going. It says, buy the truth. And sell it not. You want me to tell you? Let me tell you. I know the, I know the, I know the price of truth. Here's the price of truth. You ready? You want to buy it? Who's ready to buy the truth? You know how much it costs? Everything. That's how much it costs. Everything. Every sin you've got. Every ounce of personality you've got. Every little connection you've got. Every little memory you've got. Everything, everything connected to you. That's what you have to give in exchange for the truth. You lay it all down. Brother Colbert, when they get baptized today in the name of Jesus, there's an old person going to lay in that water, but a new person is going to rise up. You lay it all down. You give up your opinion, you give up your conjecture, you give up your speculation, you give up your feelings, and you buy the truth. And once you buy it, don't ever sell it. 
Don't ever sell. Hold on. Young people, hear me. Get a hold of this and don't ever let go. Hold on to it. Don't let popularity take it from you. Don't let popular opinion take it from you. Don't let popular culture take it from you. Hold on to this truth and don't let any, don't let grief take it from you. Don't take being hurt in the church, take it from you. Don't let folks gossiping about you out there or in here. Don't let anything take from you the truth of God's word. It is the most precious thing. It is the most precious thing. Hey, I've got news for somebody here today. You can't gossip me out of the body of Christ. You can't backbite me out of the body of Christ. I bought this thing. I'm in this thing for the long haul. It cost me everything. I gave up everything for him. And nobody can have him. He's mine. And I am his. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 8 verse 30. True. Know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. I want you to know that if you know the truth. The truth shall make you free. I don't even know if we understand the power of that statement. Free from fear. Free from depression. Free from the bondage of anxiety. Free from condemnation. Free from shame. Free from guilt. Free, free. I am free in Jesus because I know what God did for me. I know how he loves me. I know who he is. And if I trust him and believe him and obey him, I know who that makes me. I'm free when I know the truth. Isaiah chapter 59. We're going to the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 59, I'm, I'm hastening along, but, but let me tell you the truth about truth. Verse number 10, Isaiah 59, we grope for the wall like the blind. We grope as, it, as if we had no eyes. That's the world you're looking at today. They don't even know what the definition of a woman is in our society. They don't know what the definition of a man is in our society. They believe that a man can be a woman or that a woman can be a man. Why? Because they are blind. They are blinded by darkness. And, and this world that is teaching them this are like the blind leading the blind. And they are falling, all of them, falling into a ditch. But I want you to know this is where we all were. Isaiah chapter 59. We grope for the wall like the blind. We grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. We roar all like bears and mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment but there is none. For salvation but it is far off from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee. Our sins testify against us. Our transgressions are with us. Our iniquities we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. And judgment is turned away backward and justice standeth afar off for truth is fallen in the street and equity cannot enter. People need to understand 
that truth is fallen in the street. You know what that street is? That street is the public square. That street is the open air. It's, it's the commercial avenues of our world. It's, it's where the people go and to and fro they walk. Truth does not exist there. It is fallen in the street. There, good is evil, and evil is good. There, right is wrong, and wrong is right. There, wisdom is foolishness, and foolishness has become wisdom. Truth is fallen in the street, and because truth has fallen in the street, equity cannot enter. That's the world you're living in. But my final, my final references from 1 Timothy chapter 3. It says in verse number 14, These things, Paul says, write I unto thee, Timothy, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that you may know how you ought to behave yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Paul said, Timothy, I'm going away. And I'm writing to you certain things because this world has lost their mind. This world has lost their way. They are like the blind leading the blind, falling into a ditch. But he said, Timothy, I want you to understand that the church is the pillar and the ground of truth. Tree of life, we are the pillar and ground of the truth. Truth may be fallen in the street. But truth can't fall here. Our world may be blind, but we cannot be blind. We have to have the vision of God. Our world may be unholy, but we, we, don't, we, don't, we cannot be unholy. We have to be a holy people. The world may buy into all the lies and the deceptions that exist in this society. We cannot buy into the lies and the deceptions we are not politically correct. No, 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 we are biblically correct. We're biblically correct, Brother Enos. We're biblically accurate. That's where we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. We're not woke. We're not woke. We have awakened out of sleep. And we're not letting the enemy torment us in our minds and in our nightmares. We have awakened out of the man we used to be, out of the people we used to be. And we stand in the light of his glorious day. If you've got sin in your life, this is a place of safety. This is the building of God. This is the pillar and ground of truth where you can bring that sin to God and say, Lord, forgive me. Let truth be exalted in this house. Let truth be exalted in this place. Let truth be exalted in the church. Paul told Timothy, he said, now listen, the Spirit speaketh expressly in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. They'll give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. 
every, they, they say forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain and from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving. He explains to them how to treat the elder. He explains to them how husbands ought to treat their wives and how wives ought to treat their husbands and how employees ought to treat their employers and employers ought to treat their employees. How men and women are distinct and God created the male and female and there's no blending of genders. He establishes that to Timothy. Why? Because he says we've got to know this in the house of God. And men, you can tell who a man is by the way that man acts and even dresses. And you can tell who a woman is by the way she acts and how she dresses. It has to be that way in the church of the living God because this is the pillar and ground of truth. Truth isn't fallen here. Truth is exalted here. I wonder if there are some lovers of truth here who say, Lord, let the Holy Ghost move in this house. Let the spirit of truth operate among us. Hallelujah. Are there lovers of truth here today who say this is a place where the truth of God's word can be preached and taught and believed and experienced and obeyed. Are there lovers of truth who believe that God became a man, hallelujah, and laid his life down so that we could be saved? Are there lovers of truth here today who believe that when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, he fills you with a quickening spirit, Brother Sizemore, hallelujah, that will, that will be quickened on that latter day. When the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall shall be raised incorruptible. Are there lovers of truth here today? This is the pillar and the ground of truth. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe that the Lord our God is one Lord and that his revealed name is Jesus. We believe that we must turn away from sin. We believe that we must be filled with his spirit and baptized in his name. Hallelujah. We believe that we must be separate from the world unto the Lord, living a holy and overcoming life. We believe, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus is returning and that we've got to have our limbs trimmed and burning, ready to meet the Lord in the air. We believe in loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. We believe in loving our neighbor as ourself. We believe in preaching the gospel to every creature. We believe in fulfilling the great commission and reaching out into all the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Sister Buller, the foundation of God standeth sure. The foundation of God standeth sure. And the foundation that this precious woman and her wonderful husband helped to establish for so many years. I want you to know that the foundation of God standeth sure. Hallelujah. Some of you remember coming up in the ministry of Bishop and Sister Buller. Some of you came up in the ministry of Bishop and Sister Sizemore. Some of you brought, brought up in the ministry of Brother and Sister Kurtz, Brother and Sister Pasley, Bishop Bowers, and, and, and Bishop Phillips, and Bishop, Bishop Young. I want you to know the foundation of God standeth sure. Hallelujah. <laughs> Every time I open up a news app, the winds of end time 
deception blow through our land. But this is the pillar and ground of truth. I need some holy men and women of God to come forward and say we're standing strong for the truth of God. I stand on a firm foundation. I'm not looking to the left or to the right. Brother Jordan, Brother Thomas, Brother Shields, Brother and Sister Jordan, Brother and Sister Thomas, Brother and Sister Shields, Tree of Life Church is going to be a pillar and ground of truth for your babies. This is going to be a place where they can come and know they're going to feel the presence of God. If we're not going to have, if we're not going to make it a priority to worship God and have the Holy Ghost move, shut the doors of this house. If we're not going to exalt Jesus as Lord of all, shut the doors of this house. If we're not going to take a stand against sin and, and call for repentance and preach what is righteousness and what is truth, shut the doors of this house. This is not a gathering of people. This is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Oh, God, I feel his presence. Could you lift your hands with me right now? I, I want us to make a fresh dedication to the truth of God. If you've had the Holy Ghost for two weeks or 20 years, two decades, I want you to make a fresh consecration to the things of God. So I say, Lord, I love the truth. Help me, Lord, to lay it all down for the truth. Help me to lay it all down for the truth. down for the truth. Lord, let me lay down everything for the truth. Oh. If the Lord should tarry and 40 or 50 years from now this building still stands and people still gather, Lord, let it be a beacon of truth. When we're gone from this house, if you should tarry in a hundred years from now and the youngest person here today isn't here then, let this be a beacon of truth. Truth endures to all generations. That doesn't happen by accident. It happens intentionally. It happens because generations take the truth and care for it and foster it and believe it and nurture it and put it safely into the hands of a new generation. Lord, Lord, watch over my grandbabies, God. Let them love your truth. Let them love your truth. <laughs> For your truth is so pure. <laughs> your truth is so right. Your truth is so good. Your truth is so liberating. Lord, don't let them believe a lie and be damned. Don't let them believe a lie and be damned. Don't let them walk in the ways of unrighteousness. <laughs> 
and unholiness. But let them walk in the light as you are in the light. Let them walk in the freedom that can only come from truth, 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 truth. Lord, resurrect truth in our nation. Resurrect truth, oh God. And let it start right here. Right here among your people. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. I want you to seek for him right now. I want you to seek for him right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. right now in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I love you. Lord. I love you. I want to sing a sweet, sweet
That's what's happening right now. Truth, truth in the inward parts. Yes, Lord. Oh God, I lay it all down. I give it all to you. I give it all. Oh, God is doing something in this place. God is doing something in this place. God is doing something in this place. That's it. Just let him break up the fallow ground right now. Say, Lord, I, I give it all to you, God. I give it all to you, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I love you, Lord. I want to sing a sweet, sweet, sweet melody to tell you I love you. Oh, let it be a sweet, sweet melody. Hallelujah. We've got young people praying. I wonder if some of our elders could just Find some of these young people and pray for them right now. Confer upon them. Confer upon them the dedication that God has led you into. Pray for them that they can withstand temptation the way God has given you strength to withstand temptation. Pray for them that they can love truth the way you have learned to love truth. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it.